Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones. On our program, we'll show you how to claim both personal and financial worth. With Brandy's experiences and that of our guests, our hope is that if you are struggling day to day and paycheck to paycheck, you'll find that your life doesn't have to be that way. Now, here is your host, Brandy T. Jones. Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones. And I am here to tell you that we have a show for you today. I have the honor and the privilege of having on the other line with me, Sweet Baby J. This is an amazing, amazing woman. She is gifted in so many different ways. She is a wonderful, wonderful jazz musician. She sings. She, she, she does it all. She does it all. And, you know, I couldn't do her any justice by just reading what I have. I'm going to let her tell you so you can hear from her voice and get from her heart all that she does, all that she has accomplished, all that she still has plans to do. Because from what I know about Sweet Baby J, she is not stopping yet. So welcome to the show. How are you doing? What's up, Diva? How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. So I gave just just the tip of the iceberg about who you are, but I want you to express to your to the my listeners who you are, how you started, and then I have a few questions I'm going to ask you along the way, if that's okay with you. Well, that's very uh, fine. As a matter of fact, I want to thank you for um, you know having me as a guest on your show and inviting me into the homes of all of your listeners. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a very and special thing uh, that we have the capability of doing these days. So, yes. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, so I, I have one. Yeah. I have a question for you. I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm going to let you just go into the history, because your questions will go with your story, I believe. But I want to give the listeners a a starting point. Okay. So, my very first question is, where did you get your name, Sweet Baby J? Right. Well, you know. <laughs> Uh, I get asked that a lot because uh, uh, people think uh, that that's my stage name or is it a rapper's name. I get, you know, I have some DJs call me and and say, uh, you know, I wasn't playing your stuff because I thought it was a rap, uh, a rapper with Sweet Baby J because it came across my desk and I thought, and then someone told me, that's a jazz singer. You better play that music. Yes, you better. <laughs> so, and, I, and I get, well, how long are you going to be called Sweet Baby? I mean, at what age do you change your name? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I get all of that. But the, the, the reality is I grew up with that name. Sweet Baby was my nickname. I was uh, born uh, this quiet. I was one of those children that didn't make a lot of... Uh, noise when I was a baby, so I didn't mm-hmm. cry a lot, and you would put me in a room, and yeah, you wouldn't know I was there. That's the story mm-hmm. I was told, and so my father said I was the sweetest baby ever born, and so you know how uh, right. kids nicknames, and they grow mm-hmm. up as and junior and all sorts of things. Well, mm-hmm. I grew up as sweet baby, and um, when I hit college age, so when mm-hmm. I left 18, I was like, you can't call me sweet baby. You know, <laughs> I was calling me sweet baby. So I dropped the name and just went by Jay. So mm-hmm. my mom died, unfortunately, when I was quite young in my mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And it was very devastating because she was my best friend at the time. And um, I just took my name back. 
It was just like mm-hmm. I had to hear it. I wanted everyone to call me Sweet Baby because I wanted to be reminded of my parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I used it as my professional name ever since. So mm-hmm. there was about, I don't know, maybe six, seven years that uh, I wasn't called Sweet Baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, for the most part of my life, I'm Sweet Baby Jay, so it feels very comfortable and warm at me. But I do get the question often, uh, at what age are you going to drop that baby, <laughs> Sweet mm-hmm. Baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think it fits you just fine. It's it's When I first heard it before seeing you, I said, who is this person? But when you came out and you started just just being on the stage and opening up your mouth, I said, hey, I know sweet baby Jay. That it comes out. All of the sweetness, all of the goodness, you just put it in your voice. And I am just really thrilled every time I play my CD and oh, it's well. you that I'm listening to. So I, I like the name and it fits you. And I'm glad to know sweet baby Jay. Well, good. I might have to keep that name. (laughs) You know, names sort of conjure up things. They conjure up images. Mm -hmm. And you know what to expect when you hear whomever it happens Mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. But names, uh, they sort of uh, conjure up these images. And it's interesting to see what images are conjured up by uh, different people. And it happens regionally. I was just in Russia, and they Mm -hmm. were quizzing me about my name, Sweet Baby, and it meant something um, quite literal to them. And so mm-hmm. okay. I'd ask about that. Okay. So when did you know you was going to be a performer? Well, I'll tell you, I have, I was just one of those kids, you know, in the neighborhood we had, I grew up in Kansas city, first of all, and, okay. uh, a Midwestern girl. And so what happens is in our neighborhood, everybody knew each other. You know how that was. Right. When mm-hmm. uh, the the whole it, when when Hillary Clinton said it takes a village, well, black folk have always known it takes a village because yes, we have. Neighbor, <laughs> girl, please, the neighbors have always watched the children. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get do anything without Mrs. Rose down the street telling your mother before you got home. Absolutely. And so if. If uh, that was so, by the time the street lights went out, we had to be home. Mm-hmm. And growing up, and so what we did in in my little neighborhood, we had the kids on the block, and I would write plays, and we put on little musicals for our parents, and so we spend the day. Uh, and my mother was very sort of traditional because my father died when we were young, and so my mother, once she became a single parent, um, she just had these reins. She used to be a um, a stay-at-home mom, but when my father died, she had to go to work, and she became the single parent, and so the the reins closed in on us, and so um, when my dad was alive, we could go and be out all day and just come home when the streetlights came on. But that sort of changed when my mother became the single parent. Then it became, you can only go, you know, this far, mm-hmm. and you have to be home. I have to be able to see you, or somebody has to be able right. to see you, that sort of thing. And so we developed our um, little system, and I guess there were, I guess there were a bunch of us like that, that we developed this um, troupe, an, mm-hmm. an acting troupe, I would say it was. And so mm-hmm. we would get together because we couldn't go roaming out like the boys. Now, the right. boys 
go roaming. My mother would just right. let my brothers. They could get on their bikes and be gone <laughs> all day. But girls, mm-hmm. she just sexed his attitude when it came mm-hmm. to the girls. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, you need to stay around and be close where I can keep an eye on you. So we developed this troupe, this acting troupe. And uh, we would put on plays for my parents and 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 uh, for all of them. And we just do little things. And I wrote a song when I was a little kid, and we used to do this stuff. And so I always thought that. But, uh, you know, that was just as a kid. You don't think. That's, that's like when I went to my grandson's um, preschool graduation, and they asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be an ice cream truck man <laughs> so oh. <laughs> and then his parents are like what's he talking about why can he get and say i want to be a doctor i want to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at three years old he wanted to be the ice cream truck man and mm-hmm. so my point is at 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 my young age of five or six when i said i wanted to be a singer i didn't know that that was truly what i wanted to be but that's certainly what i ended up being Yes, it is. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. And I'm grateful for that. <laughs> and I know your followers are grateful for that as well. You know, okay. I was groomed to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No. Okay. You, so, as a young so, child, and then you mm-hmm. grow up different things. But as a young mm-hmm. child, I was sort of groomed to be that because my stepfather was a musician. And mm-hmm. he would take me around to the clubs and um he would just i was you know uh, would would be sitting in the back and listening to the musicians and i just thought it was the coolest thing and he would play with all these famous people who i didn't know were famous at the time but um i just knew i got to go hang out and and i wasn't supposed to be in there but it, it was just a shh hush your mouth, sit down, be quiet, listen, and, and mm-hmm. gather all that up. And so, and that's what it was. And so I think it's, it was just uh, sort of bred into my bones that mm-hmm. this force that I was supposed to take. Right. And with the, with the being open and also having the ability to be around with your father and all the other ones, I mean, you learn from the best. You yeah. Tell us some of the people you have come in contact with over your lifespan as a young youngster, oh, tell me right. about those. So I mean, so so Dad. First of all, I um, he would play with people like he was like a session player, so he was a session mm-hmm. guitar. So he would play with people that came in town. Kansas City at that time was a, well, still is, but they have a, a, a great jazz scene, and particularly back then, um, the Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, Billy Holiday, Lionel Hampton, you name every jazz great mm-hmm. that came into mm-hmm. town and blues, B.B. King and Bobby Blue Bland and all of those people uh, mm-hmm. that rolled into town, uh, you would see that. So those are the kind of people that um, he would play with when 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 they came into town. I didn't know anything about it at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was too young mm-hmm. to know who yes. anybody was. I just knew that was my dad up there. And it was pretty fantastic, but I have relatives that play with people and come in contact. My my uncle played with Billy and Lionel Hampton and Sarah. My -hmm. cousin with Dizzy, and um, I've had the great fortune of sharing the stage with a bunch of people. I, -hmm. I, uh, you know, over my my career span, uh, you know, I've 
been working at this now for over 25 years. And so I, I remember one in particular that I, I want you did. to hold that thought. That okay. is a good place for us. We can go on our first break. And oh, when we come back, you're going to come back with that story. Listeners, I hope you're enjoying listening to Sweet Baby Jay as much as I am. But we'll be right back. So don't go away. She has much more to tell us about. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your savings, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back. You're listening to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones. And I am having the honor of listening to and laughing with and enjoying Sweet Baby J, a very, very renowned jazz musician, a singer, a instrument player. You just name it. She is very gifted and talented. And we're going to let her continue to tell us her story. And then I want her to go into a little bit of what all she does do when she's on stage. And so listeners, listen closely. This woman is amazing. That's beautiful. Thank you. Hmm. Um, you know, my mind has gone blank. What story was I? <laughs> <laughs> we, we was talking about your father taking you to all the seeing different uh, musicians. Well, and, and people who I've played with. One of yes. my fondest memories is playing with, uh, doing a spoon duet with Herbie mm-hmm. Hancock. And mm-hmm. I was on the Playboy. We were at a Playboy Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. Um press uh, 
press party, uh, mm-hmm. you know, announcing the shows coming up. And so when, when you're on the shows, they, they get together at the Playboy Mansion for a press party. So uh, I was there. Herbie Hancock happened to be on the uh, jazz festival that year. And so I said to, to uh, Herbie, I went up. I figured, hey, let me give you my card. I play spoons and washboards. So, and I know you are really innovative with your playing. And so if you ever need someone to do uh, that, please give me a call. And so he said, no, you don't play spoons. I said, yes, I do. And so he said, said, let me see. And so we flagged down one of the waiters and uh, they brought us two pair of spoons because he said he played spoons too. And I said, oh, no, you don't. So we flagged down the waiters. They brought us a couple of pair of spoons and we did a spoon duet. It was so freaking cool and funky. And I was like, where are the cameras when you need them? Because I wanted to shot of me playing a spoon duet, playing with kitchen spoons with uh, Herbie Hancock. So that was a lot of fun, and I, I think I'll take that one. Smile when I'm I'm uh, thinking of that when I'm on my way out. Yes, yes, that was, you know, and I've seen you with the spoons. I've seen you with the washboard, and it's, it's amazing. How did you, I mean, I know the music must be in every cell in your body to bring back and bring out what you put so so faithfully and so energetically on stage because you it appears to me that you are having the ball of your life. I am. I am having the ball of my life. You know, I started out like I think most kids when they're into music, you start out on the piano. So, you know, they put me in piano lessons when I was a little kid and and then I think, you know, you go to elementary school and you have to choose an instrument and there's only one piano so if that got swooped up you have to choose something else and um, I couldn't play the trumpet because that was you know takes every breath in your body I tried to blow it's amazing you try to blow into the trumpet and nothing comes out because it's just a forceful instrument so they gave me the violin and so I played the violin in junior high school Mm. And um, then I played a little bass because I wanted to be in the band. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, Taste of Honey was out and they had that very cool bass line. And I learned that bass line. And <laughs> I got to college and I said, let me pick up the guitar. I traded my bass for a guitar, uh, 12-string guitar. And I couldn't figure out how to play that 12-string guitar. So I was like, come, come on, something's got to give here. <laughs> so I was like, come on. Because I wanted to be the musician in the band, right? Mm-hmm, because they, mm-hmm. girls had to be the girl singer, so I was determined to be the musician in the band. And they were all sort of taken. And, um, you know, I actually went down to, it was so funny, I went down to summer. I used to spend some of my summers in Louisiana. And mm-hmm. I, I was down and I, I saw a band. It was like a back porch old back porch band like you mm. they, they really exist with the wash tub and the string playing the yes. bass I had the comb and uh, <laughs> playing the washboard and I thought to myself this is so freaking cool because I heard the 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 um, percussion in that mm. instrument and it was just 
amazing to me how I saw the rhythm of the washboard and playing with the thimbles. You can play it with mm-hmm. spoons. Mm-hmm. You play it with instruments. I play it with chopsticks and brushes because I'm playing in jazz and I'm using it as a percussive instrument. And mm-hmm. so when I saw that, it was something in my soul, some some deep Mississippi whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama something from somewhere came up and said, Oh girl, give me that Louisiana. All of those all of those southern roots came in and uh it was absolutely incredible. I had such a great time playing with them, fell in love with the instrument, took the instrument as my own and adapted it to jazz and made it a mm-hmm. percussion instrument, sort of like a guedo in a Latin jazz band for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And the spoons came because I was just so fascinated with the beat. Because mm-hmm. at one point I had taken tap dance lessons, you know. You would, mm-hmm. See, back when I was a child, music and the arts were still in the schools. So we exactly. had options. You know, you can mm-hmm. take things. You can take music lessons. I had dance lessons. And so, but I heard this tap dance thing in the, in the spoons. And I was like, boom, boom. And being a jazz singer, you hear the scat of it. Because it's different rhythm, different tones, and it's just like, um, you know, and particularly different spoons. And, and now I collect washboards when I go across the world. I perform a lot out in the world, and mm-hmm. I have one from Africa that's this big, clunky, wooden thing that's pretty mm-hmm. fabulous. It's got a whole different kind of sound. Mm-hmm. I have a glass one that I got from Spain that has a whole mm-hmm. different sound and my tin one that I got from actually Louisiana, the breastplate that I usually travel That's with. That's the one I've heard. I, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> it's very cool. And you just jump in on it and, and you play it with the blues and you play it with Latin jazz and it's just, uh, it brings joy and it, I think it brings smiles to people's faces because it's such an unexpected instrument. And then you can get in there. It's a, it's a percussion instrument and you know, it's it just, your body sorts of, your body uh, flows with it because music really is, it's, it's this human experience that we all share it, mm-hmm. with like nothing else. I mean, you know, we come together for any major reason and music is there, whether or not it's a wedding, a funeral, a graduation, uh, when people go to war, with Stadiums, anything. It's music is a, your first kiss. You remember the song. Mm-hmm. Music mm-hmm. there. As humans, we share that experience. And I think uh, when you see those kind of percussive instruments, it it sort of goes deep in. You know, it gets into the rhythm of your your soul and starts to move around. Mm. So. Very- I know you have you do a lot of music, you perform a lot all over. But I have a question. What do you do when you're not singing? Well, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, I am that's a good question. I'm a I'm a uh, beside being a singer, I also am an arranger and uh, composer. I write songs. I'm a producer mm-hmm. and I run a company called the Educational Theater Institute where we bring in, um, you know, different activities and programs for after-school care performance-wise. For mm-hmm. after so it's really a, a love of my life to be able to teach children, um, creative managing director for that company, and um, 
we, we so I, I I wear a lot of hats, and I do just keep it keep it going, honey. I just keep going. I <laughs> to do uh, with the jazz festival. We have a major event coming up. A jazz festival was something that I've dreamed about doing for a long time. I've worked in different capacities uh, in doing that, and 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 to see it come to full fruition with um, adding for women, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to bring women musicians to the stage and to pay homage for the, their diversity and the contributions that they've made. It's really wonderful, and it keeps me quite busy. Mm-hmm. And my career, I am. I stay very, very busy. And I know you do. And mm-hmm. in, in in just, I want you to tell me in just a few words. I want to read something that you've already written, mm-hmm. and then I want you to comment because I really like this. You say, "I want to express what I've been going through in love and life, celebrate some of my favorite musicians and composers." and share some of my own compositions. Every note, every chord, and every word tells a story. And that is so true. Uh, it's my, my latest album is called Straight to That Place. Mm. And that's really where I wanted to go. It's a, it's a combination of jazz and blues and storytelling and uh, with spoken word. And mm-hmm. it it talks about it, music, as I said, is sort of this human experience. And what we do, because some people call me a jazz singer, some people call me a blues singer when they describe me. It's, it's when we do what we do, we're all telling this story. We're all, if, we're all moving and, and sharing in experiences. Mm-hmm. So when I'm telling my story, when I'm telling you about, for instance, I'm here. You can't see me because we're over the phone. But when I was mm-hmm. talking about the washboard and the percussion, my body was moving like a mm-hmm. percussion. Mm-hmm. Because you're telling that story and you really mm-hmm. want someone to get it. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I first started singing. I did it because someone said to me that they were, uh, it was my old manager said, I'm, she was auditioning singers and they were going to Paris. And I said, well, you know, hello, I love to travel. <laughs> I can do that. What you think? Send me over there. And so I said, okay. And I started it because I thought this was a means to travel, a means mm-hmm. to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't hit me until I was singing and I looked out into the audience and they were reciting back my lyrics. So mm. by singing my own tunes, and they had started um, when I was writing my tunes, they were singing them back. I was like, oh my god, they get what I'm telling them, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to convey. They actually get it. Mm. So it. It became another experience for me. And so I changed my attitude at that particular point because I realized that it wasn't, I wasn't just performing for people and bringing them joy. I was coming into their hearts and we were sharing experiences. I wrote a song 
I think it was on my first. Hold, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. We come back with the title of that song. We have to go okay. to another break. You have to shut me off because I can <laughs> I go know. on. I know. That's cool. <laughs> We're going to on another break. Listeners, I hope you're enjoying this. I have really gotten a, a, a joy in my heart from listening to Sweet Baby J. So we'll be right back. You're tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your savings, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's Brandy at endthered.com. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. This is Voice America Women. We are leaders in the forward movement of women's success. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and I'm enjoying Sweet Baby J, how she has walked through her life with music, what play, what part music played in her life, and, you know, the travel she's been able to do, the uh, how she has extended herself out to the little ones, the babies, the little kids, so that we can keep music alive. You know, for me, music brings about a community. Music brings about people that can share experiences through their music. Because as Sweet Baby J has said, that every note, every chord, and every word tells a story. So without any more from me, I'm going to let Sweet Baby J take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Every note, every chord, every word, yeah. Everything. Mm -hmm. Right, it's that interconnection, uh, which is pretty wonderful. It's it's like the, um, before I get too far gone off, I do want to mention the march. It's like being everybody being connected across the world with this women's march that just happened. Um, that 
it, it, that's what it reminds me of. That's what that human connectivity, that music, that shared experience reminds me of. And when that happened, when this grand, great march happened, it, it was like music of everybody coming together to, for whatever reasons, we can, we can talk politics and I can, of course, go down that, that lane and, and get, and, and honey, you'd have to, you know, tie me up and tape my mouth up so we won't <laughs> go down that lane. But just in the shared experience, of saying that these are the things that we stand for. And it was like music. It was like a cacophony of sound and, and all of this instrumentation of these cities across America and the world. I mean, it was really pretty fantastic. And that's what uh, it, it, that's, to me, that was music. To me, that was, you know, just everybody coming together and listening. And, you know, that's what music is. I think it's just something beautiful that we hold on to and that makes us go to a, a wonderful, safe, safe place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us, how do you balance your life with your career? Being as busy as you are, always on the go, how do you manage? Well, I'll tell you. Um, and I know, Brandy, that your listeners, I know balancing your life, I know that you do also do financial planning, and it's like, how do you um, just take care of everything in your life, being a mother, uh, traveling, uh, being a wife, uh, trying to balance career and finances and the whole thing? It is hard work. It's a Mm -hmm. struggle, and you have to have a plan. You have to be dedicated and straightforward thinking, and use your both your left and your right brain, really. Mm-hmm. And so, because you have a lot of passion, uh, I have a lot of passion that I put into my work and my music and everything that I do. And so, I have to be able to balance that. And I've learned early on that... Um, because I had a family early on that I have to make sure that I'm there for my family. So because, Mm -hmm. as we know from history, some famous, very famous um, legendary singers, Billie Holiday, uh, Dinah Washington, uh, Whitney, uh, Janis Joplin, these singers, you get caught up being lonely on the road and start taking drugs, and you just get... Uh, caught up in a world, and you have to be grounded. You have to learn to balance your life, and and I suspect that that balance wasn't there for those singers. And so I knew uh, by their grace that I had to be to make sure that I didn't fall into that. Um, I didn't fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. So um, I made sure that I was home to to have dinner when I was, you know. When, when I was in town, that we would all have dinner together. I made sure that when I was on the road, I checked in after every concert. I made sure that my family could travel with me. Uh, and so, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Now my wife is able to travel with me. Mm. And that's yes. beautiful. It, it makes all the difference in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
you know, um, finances and for all the young musicians out there that are looking and they're, they're saying, how do you take an independent lifestyle and balance it with the fact that you are going to be old one day and have to retire one day and have some sort of income one day. And that's something that musicians have to maneuver and really take care of balancing because it has been a traditional uh, thing in the past for musicians to not have that experience because Mm -hmm. you're working so hard at your craft and you see a lot of old jazz and blues musicians that were taken advantage of that didn't have the, the record labels supporting them and their royalties weren't going to them and they're dying penniless. And so, you know, I have the benefit of knowing that, and we do now have the benefit of our our forefathers uh, Mm -hmm. going down that path, and so you have to take a different path. You have to really balance. And when I say balance, I mean you have to, you know, you have to work hard and be very diligent at what in the world. I'll tell you, Ernie Andrews once told me, he said, sweet baby, uh, people ask me all the time, when are you going to retire? And he tells them, baby, I retire every night when I go to bed. <laughs> they say, when are you going to retire, sweet baby? I said, I drop dead on the stage, because that's what jazz musicians do. We just drop dead on the stage. We get up, we get ready for a gig one day, because that was the beautiful thing, Brandy. Oh, girl, like a dog. I just keep going. <laughs> I feel like Kellyanne Conway. There's no period. You're doing a beautiful job. You're doing a beautiful job. Just keep you're oh, bringing in the points. You're doing great. <laughs> it's too funny, but um, you you sit there and you say to yourself, okay, um, I chose jazz for a reason. And when I was younger, my friends all would say, why are you singing that old people's music? See, when I was 30, they were like, why are you singing old people's music mm-hmm. and, instead of singing pop and and, uh, you know, going after a pop career, because I could have gone after a pop career. And I said to them then, because if you're a pop singer, with very few exceptions, your career is over by 40, because, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're Madonna and Cher, but everybody, and I said, but when you're a jazz singer, when I was 45 years old, they were still referring to me as a young jazz singer, blah, blah, this, because they don't even give you credit or credence until you hit 50 because they figure (laughs) you're not seasoned. And so as a jazz singer, I can work until I drop on the stage because Mm -hmm. you really Mm -hmm. only get better with age. And that Mm -hmm. is the beautiful thing about jazz. And not only that, it's just this wide umbrella that encompasses Mm -hmm. so many different genres of music, and it's American and in our core and who we are, but it is because it is a, I thought it was a a great lifelong um, choice to make. Mm -hmm. I knew I would have, I knew I could work until, you know, until I wanted to, as long as I wanted to. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, a good thing because then it means I get to hear and see you for many more years to come. I'm Girl, loving it. it. <laughs> I'm loving 80 it. years old. There you go. <laughs> and you'll there be you seeing go. me at 80 years old. It's like, who's that old woman on the stage? I don't know. I can't see. <laughs> they better not say it around me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, just let just let her say something. You you know who she is. That'd be yeah, all right. Yeah, just let her open her mouth. So we have we have just a few more minutes, but I wanted to ask you, what's next with you now? What are you what are you what is on your agenda now? Oh, I got some great shows planned. I, well, first of all, this coming Saturday, as a matter of fact, we're doing the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival. Uh, I am the artistic director of the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival. And we are putting together, uh, we're doing a concert series called Jazz at Sundown in um, 2017. And we're kicking off the first series this Saturday, the first concert with Mesa and Jesse J. And I put together a women in jazz all-star band. And it's, the, you know, Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival promotes female musicians, their mm-hmm. contributions, and their diversity. And we are starting it off this Saturday, and it is going to be a blast. I think it's sold out. And I, I cannot wait. So that's, that's number one. And then we have a series of concerts coming. We have Lori Janeiro on April the 1st uh, and others. And uh, Elaine Gibbs, who was an X-Factor finalist, she's coming in on Memorial Day, and we have other concerts scheduled. We don't yet have the festival date scheduled, but that is soon to come. I'm also going to Delaware uh, and for the Women's Festival in uh, April, April the 7th and 8th, or the 6th and 7th, I'll be in Rehoboth Beach at the Rehoboth Beach Women's Jazz Festival or Music Festival. And it is going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. I'm doing a show called Black Magic Woman, which celebrates uh, women, great jazz women and blues women. So it's going to be absolutely fabulous. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to do that thing. In Los Angeles, I'm at the LACMA, which is the Los Angeles County Museum. They have a jazz series that's, um, you know, kicking off the start, the the spring, that's in April, the end of April. And, I mean, I've just got some exciting things coming up. Uh, uh, You can always check on my website at www.sweetbaby.com j.com j-a-i.com and just check out because hopefully i'll be somewhere near one of your listeners or some of your listeners and you guys can come and check it out and have some fun and say this and i write songs about people i want you to know that so if i find an interesting person like i found this woman in louisiana that was i'm so ready to stop you one more time you're gonna have to hold that thought we're <laughs> going on another break <laughs> And when we be back, she would tell us about this song that she wrote about this interesting woman in Louisiana. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel. Leading the way for your success. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking 
control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your saving, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's Brandy at endthered.com. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and I have the honor to be interviewing Sweet Baby Jade. I have something I just read. I want to re- read this about what people have saying about Sweet Baby Jade. Sweet Baby Jade delivers on what she promises, taking jazz fans straight to Wonderland. She is a woman who clearly loves what she does. As the New York Times so aptly pointed out, Sweet Baby J is part cream, part honey, and all soul. So let's talk with Sweet Baby J some more. You're going to tell us the story about the woman you wrote a song for in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody that, um, you know, when you come, tell me your stories. When you come up to me, tell me your stories, because if you have some good stories, I'll write about it. I wrote this song about a woman. I was down there working, and I was sitting about every morning I would go and have a little uh, uh, coffee or tea or something over at uh, this little cafe. And I kept noticing these people going in and out of this woman's house. And I was like, you know, I mean, it's just they, they would go in and when they would come out, they would come out with a smile on their face. Girl, just a smile <laughs> ear to ear. And I was like, what? what's this woman doing? What's up with that? And so I would see her come out and stretch and I'd see and I say, uh-huh, sister girl must be doing something mm-hmm. there. And so. Her name was Sally Day, and I wrote this song about her because people would think that she was running a house of ill repute when, in fact, she just made a pot of gumbo that'll make you slap your mama's name. <laughs> <laughs> she put her foot in that gumbo, and everybody was talking about it, honey, from Shreveport to Louisport to New Orleans. And so, uh, and, and, you know, it's just like I love to hear those kind of stories, to see that, to to put that together and to, like I wrote this song about this woman named Sweet Kareem, and she did this thing where, where she would just, she, she would leave men weeping because she had this past. And, I mean, it was just great. It, it, it pretty much was a, a wonderful 
um, wonderful uh, event times every time I play somewhere. So when I'm when I'm going to be, I would say this to your listeners, and I know you have an international audience. When I'm near you, anywhere near you, because I do a lot of festivals across the world, please come up to me, tell me a story, and mm-hmm. let's see if we can make something happen. <laughs> let's see if we can get a song out of it. That's what I like. I like talking to people. As you can tell, I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. And so, and I like telling stories, honey. And so it's just like, let's just, let's do, let's do our, Let's do our thing, you know. Let's just make it happen. Have some fun. I heard that. So, you know, and when I first met you, I met you at the Palm Springs Jazz Festival for Women. And that was my first time seeing you. I've enjoyed you. I bought, I think, all the CDs you had there. If I didn't buy that that particular one, I bought them the next time I came. Right, right. I have truly, truly enjoyed the time we have spent today and the stories you've told, and how you shared your life so openly with my listeners. So I want to say publicly, thank you, thank you, thank you for just saying yes when I asked you if I could interview you. It's been my honor and my pleasure to do this. And I can listen to you all day long in your music, in your storytelling. I can listen to all of that. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. Keep doing what you do so so well and enjoy and the love that you put into your music comes across to the audience and I want to be one to tell you that I move and people just cannot sit still when you're on stage so thank you, thank you for that thank you so much now is there anything else you have that you want to share with the listeners before we get off the air but you have a little bit of time so just just talk some more okay. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Let's just talk about, let me see what I can talk about, because I can talk about a lot. (laughs) I say, if we want to leave somebody thinking about something, let's leave someone thinking about the difference that we can make, the difference that each of us can make. And I try to make a difference with my music, and if I can do it somewhere else, I would like to do it somewhere else. If I can make a difference in a child's life, I would want to do that. If I can make a difference with a homeless veteran's life, I would certainly want to do that. And if I can make a difference with my music, I certainly hope that I am. But if you can make a difference, let's each of us think about the difference that we can make because we're heading into tumultuous times, and we need to each of us think about how we can individually make that difference and collectively make that difference. Let's take our collective minds and put it together and see how we're going to move forward. I was very much thrilled and just electrified again by this Women's March and how uh, young children were there Uh, babies and grandmothers and generations of folk, men and women, were there to say, this is what we need to do. There was not one message. There was a collection of messages. But we all knew where we wanted to go with that, how we wanted to move forward, and think about how we can, you know, take this movement and do what we need to do. So for human rights, for dignity, for justice, for everyone that we need to make, I think it was uh, Audre Lorde that said, it is not our differences that divide us. It is our inability to recognize Mm -hmm. 
accept and celebrate those differences. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that we lead in a positive path and we take this energy and we start, uh, if you want to be change, if you want to be the voice of change, run for office. I'd mm-hmm. like to women running for office. I'd like to see some new blood in there changing the course of this country because it took a, a, this kind of incident to make us wake up and say, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to mm-hmm. move, got to move, mm-hmm. <laughs> move Absolutely. in a positive direction. And, you know, and one thing I always say is each one of us have our own talent and our own gifts. Mm-hmm. And we're responsible for sharing that. For using that, it was given to us and it's our job and our responsibility to carry it forth. So what talents and gifts I have, it's mine. You can't do it like I can do it. So until I step forward and do what I know that I have been called to do, it's not going to get done. So this check, listeners, check yourself. Check your gifts and your talents. What mm-hmm. is it that you want to do? What is it? How do you want to make a difference? And you have to step up. You need to step up and do that because no one else can do what has already been given to you. That's exactly so, right. You know, and I am. I'm just. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. So give us your website one more time so people can travel with you if they so choose. All right. It sounds good. Please visit www.sweetbabyj, and that's J-A-I, at uh, dot com. And also, Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival dot org. Yes. We are yes. making a difference. And mm-hmm. I want to see that everyone joins us in this effort. I mean, you know, hey, do what you can do. But uh, do it with music is always a good thing. <laughs> 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 we, we have just we just have about a minute or so. Won't you take us out with one little musical note? One so, little ditty. Okay, let me give <laughs> a little ditty. I'll do um, something we can do a cappella. A cappella is is when you sing without music, and I'll do a scat. And scat is generally when you just have some words. Uh, so you make up syllables, and, and it's uh, the wonderful thing about scat is, is intrinsic to jazz. It is the definition of jazz because it's pure improvisation. You take it, your mind takes you somewhere, and you go right with it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to catch the next episode of Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll see you then.